I think the problem is that we overcomplicate what home cooking really is and should be. Thinking about quick, healthy family meals as the ingredients versus the way it looks is like so big. You gotta make the vegetables, the plant-based foods, the star, and let the other stuff sort of be the sidecar. The key to getting back to that is to say like, okay, how simple can I make this? This is the Well To You podcast. And we are your hosts, Caitlin. And Sue. We are moms. Pilates enthusiasts. Health coaches. And supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality. Hey listeners, happy Thursday. I know we're here on a Thursday. We're trying something new this summer and we're answering your questions on Thursdays based on the topics that we talk about on Tuesday. So today we're talking about home cooking and... Caitlin's here with me. Yes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our first question, Caitlin, is quick, easy family meals for activity craziness? Question mark. So I think that you are actually better at this than I am because I kind of scramble, but I also think that you have a more regular crazy activity schedule than I do. We only have like sports in the winter and spring, but I know that you are way busier with this. So I'm actually curious, what are some of the things that you do? Okay. So yes, my life is insane. (laughs) We've established that. So I will say, first of all, I have to constantly work on letting go of this idea that I'm going to have this beautiful, these beautiful meals during the week because I want to have them and I like want to cook these nice meals and I want to sit down as a family together and I sort of have to like remind myself that this is just not that time. And so I think that's the first step to being able to make quick, easy family meals for activity craziness. God, I think that's just such a great point. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you because I feel like in this world of Pinterest, perfect Instagram worthy world that we live in. I mean, this can be related to so many things that us moms have to deal with, whether it's the way our house looks or the birthday parties that we put on, but so much so with food because we are inundated with pictures of perfection, particularly in meals. And, you know, that's just not the reality. And so like thinking about quick, healthy family meals as the ingredients versus the way it looks is like so big. I I just, such a great point to just, you have to let that go and focus on like the nutrition and the food and the sanity versus is this Pinterest worthy or Instagram worthy? Exactly. And I would say, well, my first tool, which is not an inexpensive tool, so it's not for everybody, is called a Brava oven. And the Brava oven cooks with light. My dad gave it to us a couple years ago and it's probably the best gift in terms of us using it that he's ever given us in our lives. And we use it 
every single day. And so in the Brava oven, it's like, it's kind of like a, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. It's, it's technologically savvy. So at the top, that, that's not even a word. I don't know. It's Monday. <laughs> But basically, you go to the top and you click all these things and you can choose like so you'd go to like broccoli and under broccoli, you can actually make broccoli and salmon and this and that. So it's actually really amazing. It's a little harder for bigger families. So I make like my veggies in there or I make my fish in there and then I'll make something else somewhere else. But if you're like a solo person, it is like probably the best device you could ever buy because you could make your whole dinner on one pan right inside the Brava. Yeah. So that's like my first recommendation. My other recommendation, and it cooks things, the Brava cooks things way faster, but it's not a microwave. So it cooks it way faster than the oven, but it's not a microwave. So the other thing is the slow cooker. And I used to feel like I used to go really crazy with the slow cooker. I'd have like these big meals inside of it, but I've kind of toned it down and it's like part of our meals. So on Italian night in my house, there's meatballs literally with like a jar of sauce dumped on them from, you know, Whole Foods. So I use gluten-free meatballs, dump the jar of tomato sauce that's organic tomato sauce, Whole Foods brand. And I just turn that on. Then I cook gluten-free pasta, drizzle with olive oil, little Himalayan sea salt. And then my one son loves lasagna. So like every two to three weeks, I make a dairy-free, gluten-free lasagna to go with it. But then I freeze the pieces so that it can be used anytime. So that's like one easy way. Yeah, I think that, I think the problem is that we overcomplicate what home cooking really is and should be and you know everything Mm -hmm. that you just described is amazing ways to make it fast make it easy make it healthy and not spend your entire Sunday meal prepping or whatever yeah and I will say when I feel like life has gotten really crazy and I find that we're doing a lot of like gluten-free chicken nuggets and fries, you know, during the week that we make in the oven, the easiest way for me to get back is to pick like a really simple dinner. So a really healthy, super easy dinner to make would be like some pieces of salmon, some roasted veggies and some quinoa or rice. Mm-hmm. You can do it in 20 minutes. Very simple. I personally feel like I use Himalayan sea salt on everything and it makes everything taste good. So you don't even really need a ton of other flavors yeah. unless you have time and you want to be fancy. But I think that's the key to getting back to that is to say like, okay, how simple can I make this? Yeah. Now, if you're someone, because I have nights where we're literally driving, you know, the whole night. So my kids will eat like a little meal around three and then they'll have some snacks when they get home. So they almost are having the dinner at like 3.30 when they get home from school Mm -hmm. because then I'm like in the car, in the car, in the car. Yeah. So I feel like those are some tips that I use. I think another tip that I think actually you do, which is always fun to bring out, is breakfast for dinner Mm -hmm. because that's pretty easy and it could be healthy. Yeah. These are super easy and my kids are like so-so on them right now, but I make these quiches with frozen shredded hash browns 
So oh. I, you buy like the frozen organic shredded hash browns, and then you press it into the pan like a pot, like into a pie pan, mm-hmm. and then you just take like six eggs and whisk it up, pour it into the pan, and add like your veggies and cheese or whatever else you want. I use dairy, non dairy cheese. And then you put it in the oven and you can cook that like the day before and it's in there or you can do it, you know, in that time. It takes a while to cook, but it doesn't take very long to prepare and people love it. Yeah. I was just going to go back to your point about like how simple can you make the meals? So I am not a food prepper. I used to do it, but it literally took my whole day. And when I did the food prepping, I was working in corporate. And so I was getting home very late. You know, the the babies were little. So it wasn't like we weren't really like mm-hmm. making full meals for our family that because when I was in corporate, my, my kiddos were younger. Yeah. So we do have a little bit more time to cook now. And it is actually something that I have prioritized in my schedule. You know, when clients ask, are you gonna, you know, add classes in the evenings or see clients in the evenings? I really hold that line very strictly because making home-cooked dinners is a huge priority for me. And so I know for some people that's not the reality. But for me, you know, when I look at the grand scheme of things of what my priorities are, that is one of them that I that I really hold strongly to. But we're still busy and I don't have time to make gourmet meals. I used to make a lot more recipes. I think I mentioned this on Tuesday. Like I plan out our meals for two weeks. I'd make sure that the recipes that I was, you know, cooking had ingredients that overlapped. And it was it was a lot of work. But I, I didn't have kids at the time. It was just like me and my husband. I can't cook like that anymore. I do want to make sure that things that I am making, you know, double up, like use the ingredients that I purchase. I don't want to like buy a random ingredient and be like, well, I used it once. Um, So I do try to think about how I can do it in other ways. But I was actually talking to my husband about this this morning because he is like, okay, I want to get back on, you know, this healthy eating. And I'm like, okay, just keep it simple. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, do you want me to do like a a meal plan for you? Like I make a lot of the food anyways, (laughs) but I'm like, what do you, what do you need? And he's like, well, I just, I don't, I don't know what to make. I need recipes. And I'm like, you don't need a recipe. Just roast some vegetables and toss a fried egg on Mm -hmm. top of it. And there you go. There's your breakfast with, uh, you know, a lot of vegetables. Let's make a salad at the beginning of the week. And then for dinners, This is a little bit harder because he is trying to be more plant-based. And I feel like a lot of plant-based recipes, a lot of plant-based meals are recipes. Like to get the flavor Mm -hmm. in them, you go on Pinterest and you're like, oh my God, this is going to take so much time. So I've been trying to simplify those and say, okay, how can we toss things together more easily? But my Mm go-to for the most part is either my alliteration meal planning, which I don't really do meal planning ahead of time. I just, I mentioned this on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. or it is like a piece of high quality meat, whether that's salmon or, you know, grass fed beef or some chicken thighs thrown on the Traeger and a whole bunch of vegetables made Mm -hmm. somehow, whether that's roasted air fryer sauteed steamed something and then we will sometimes eat grains but we don't always eat grains um so if we do grains it's either quinoa or brown rice or something like that but Mm -hmm. really 
I'm kind of a toss it in kind of girl. <laughs> Just throw it in yeah. and and mix it up and hope it tastes good. That's how I survive yeah. on busy nights. And and to be entirely honest, I do feed my kids dino nuggets a lot. They're not organic. <laughs> I just, like, you know, sometimes I just have to, you know, say, I can't do this. You're, you need mm-hmm. to eat. Here's some chicken nuggets and maybe a sliced apple with peanut butter. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe. Not always. Sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I had chicken nuggets for dinner last night. I'm not even supposed to be gluten. And I was like, I there yeah, you go. I'm just eating the chicken nuggets. You know, so, they they do make gluten-free nuggets, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I buy the ones at Costco in in bulk, and they're really just so good in the air fryer. I can't help myself. <laughs> I can't say no. Let's kind of step into this next question. How to manage home cooking with different diets in the family, vegetarian, carnivore. And I know for me, I don't eat meat, so I am a pescatarian, so I do eat fish, but I don't eat chicken, turkey, or beef. And my kids and my husband is like the ultimate carnivore. My kids eat meat, but my husband is like, his family's from Scotland. They're like ultimate carnivore people, right? And so what I do is just look at it in pieces, which is the same thing we've been talking about all along. Like the roasted veggies is the main part of the meal, right? And then then if they're having chicken, so let's say, you know, he's already made grilled chicken, it's in the fridge. I either just throw in a piece of fish for myself or mm-hmm. I throw in some pasta or something like that. But it's like almost like I, I eat part of the meal, but not all of the meal, but then make a little side for myself. Yeah, I, I love that. I have dealt with this in in my world because, uh, first of all, because of all my food allergies, it kind of started with all my food allergies and food intolerances. Yes. And my husband was like the super meat and potatoes kind of guy. And so like there was so much that he had to stop eating because I couldn't eat it. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm the, you know, majority cook in the family. So I was like, well, this is what you're getting. I'm, this is what I made. But then probably three years ago, he was trying to go vegan and fully plant-based. And we don't eat a lot of dairy in our house anyways, just because of my dairy intolerances. So it's kind of easier for us to do vegan because it's like it's not cutting out cheese. But that was really hard because at that point, I already had so many food limitations where I couldn't eat gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugar, a whole bunch of different types of vegetables I couldn't eat. I couldn't have asparagus. I couldn't have apples. I couldn't have broccoli, no onions, no garlic. And Caitlin, was that the FODMAP? Yep, FODMAP. It was a combination of FODMAP, SIBO, and the GAP diet. Um, yeah, just so for like our listeners to know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like a combination. I remember I had these charts up on the refrigerator that I had to like compare because sometimes like one said I could eat one thing, but another one said I couldn't. And so if the other one said I couldn't, then I couldn't eat it. And people are like, what did you live on? And I ate a yeah. lot of meat. And the vegetables I could eat. So it was either like mm-hmm. like lettuce or green beans. <laughs> and I ate a lot of meat. So that was very hard because my husband wanted to go full vegan. And mm-hmm. so 
I was like, all right, you got to do your own thing. Now we're trying it again. And I, I don't want to go full vegan because I do like meat and my body likes plant or likes animal based protein. Mm-hmm. But his body doesn't really like animal-based protein. And so what we're doing now is exactly what you said. The base of the meal is the vegetable part of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the same food limitation. So I can have more vegetables and I can have onions and garlic. And so that helps a little bit more now. So the base of the meal that I make is a complete meal could stand alone in his fully plant-based diet. I'm, I call, I'm calling it plant forward because mm-hmm. it could be fully self-contained plant-based vegan for him. And then if I want to add meat to it, I will cook up some shrimp or some salmon or, mm-hmm. you know, throw in, um, I have like the chicken skewers from Costco. I just heat those up and toss those in. Um, And same thing for the kids. My kids eat a lot of different stuff too. So most of the time they will eat that stuff, but you look at it in the pieces and the base of it is that vegetarian piece and then add the meat in for those who want the meat. And it makes it so much easier to manage different diets. And I think really what I saw as a thread throughout this whole episode with answering these different questions is you got to make the vegetables, the plant-based foods, the star, right? And let the other stuff sort of be the sidecar. And I think when you do that, you're automatically, whether or not it's a perfectly prepared meal, whether or not the ingredients are perfect, whether or not it's the healthiest even for preparation of your vegetables, If the vegetables are the star, you're going to be eating healthier than you normally are. Which, and and I think that that's an important foundation of what we learned in IIN. It was this idea of crowding out. And if you Mm -hmm. fill your plate first with the vegetables and then add in the meat, if you so choose, then you are Mm -hmm. just going to be eating healthier. And the Mm -hmm. way that I used to cook was what's our meat and then what vegetables do I happen to have? And now it's what are our vegetables and what meat do I happen to have? And correct, I eat exponentially more vegetables than I used to. And so do my kids because we we fill up their plate with that first and then there's the side of the meat, if it makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. But and I also think it's just keeping the ingredients simple. So you don't need fancy ingredients. You just need, for example, like we don't eat a ton of grains and starches, but like potatoes, right? Like all you need to do to them is cut them up, put a little olive oil and sea salt on them and put them in the oven. That is like, you know, you do that while you're picking up the kids or running around, then they're done. So it's really just kind of changing your mindset from thinking that there needs to be these fancy sauces or or anything like that. Save those for the weekend or when you're out and actually it'll be better for your health and your time management. Yep, yep, that's such a great point. I love it, Sue. 
All right, so I feel like maybe we'll wrap this episode up here. If you're enjoying these question answer episodes, let us know by sharing the podcast and leaving us a review. And I hope that you guys are all having an amazing summer. Yes, healthy cooking summer. That's right. Did you love this episode? Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at WellToYouPodcast. Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at conscious underscore core underscore Caitlin. And me, Sue, at opal underscore wellness underscore studio. We clearly love our underscores. (laughs) Underscore that.